Right, ladies and gents, welcome to the latest episode of 5v4 Introduces. Uh, this week, I'm joined by Noah Fence. Noah, thank you for joining me, bud. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh, mate, absolute pleasure to have you. So what we normally do uh, is we talk a little bit about kind of streaming, um, mm-hmm. how it all started and how and any goals and things you've got. And then we'll go a little bit about kind of grown up interests, bit of background, and then towards the end, we normally do a bit of kind of random questions just to, to mix it up a little bit. So, um, yeah, we'll make it start. So in terms of streaming, mm-hmm. where did the, the username come from? So the no offense, is that literally your name or where, where did the idea come from? Uh, thank God it's not my actual name. Um, no, <laughs> but um, no offense actually came from back in, I think like 2016, I had originally thought about doing YouTube and I had... Uh, you know, kind of discussed it with my then uh, roommate and who's still my friend today, mm-hmm. uh, kind of what I would want. And he came up with no offense, which is, you know, surprisingly, I should have come up with it because it's something I've, you know, not struggled with, but dealt with my whole life where people, you know, say no, and then they, they hesitate about what they're going to say. So, you know, no. Uh, um, so that kind of led to the no offense, which is, you know, no offense, like intended or anything like that. So then just kind of went with it. And, you know, I decided that when I, when I wanted to restart streaming, uh, that I would I would use that name because as I've mentioned in my streams, no one has ever built a brand really around offense. Because why would you do that? Because it's not a very interesting <laughs> thing to build a brand around. But it seems to be working out, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it's it's a name that people seem to like a lot. Yeah, it, it's that unique selling point that I suppose everybody everybody strives for, but not everybody can get. So to come across it, I, it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you start streams? You mentioned that you kind of thought about the whole YouTube thing and then you've come to Twitch. What, what prompted that? So when I had originally done back in, in 2016 with YouTube was like making YouTube videos, you know, let's play content, everything like that. Mm-hmm. I worked for a little bit. I, you know, maybe did it for a couple months or two, but that was kind of towards the end of my college career. And then I had to kind of get internships and do that. And the content that I made, I wasn't really very proud of just because, you know, the equipment I had laptop, there was a constant like, you know, fan sound in the background. So I put it down, kind of buckled back down to work. Uh, and then, you know, from the past, I don't know, three to four years when I was working after college, uh, you know, it was fine. I, it, the job was not the best, you know, it was sales. So, you know, it was a constant pressure and everything that, but when I got yeah. actually laid off in uh, October of this past year, uh, you know, I kind of discussed it with my wife and after looking through a couple of jobs, like, no, I don't really want to do this. I don't, you know, I might as well take this chance and try and do Twitch because it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked it up in, I think like late November, really kind of buckled down in beginning of January after the holidays. And, you know, we've been having a blast since we've been growing, which I've been really happy about. And, you know, if I can make this, you know, I've never kind of been upfront about it, but I've never had any like dreams of massive fame or, or like wealth or anything. I just kind of want to be able to do it just for a stable living. So me and my wife can, you know, have had a nice little home and stuff like that. So yeah, just kind of a better quality of life than grinding out and being on sales trips and conferences all the time. <laughs> yeah. I know all about that. Like, mm. um, so obviously it started, was it, was it COVID that kind of prompted the, the giving it a go full time? Yeah, it was, it was definitely COVID. I mean, the fact that my sales job had led me to have a little bit of savings, pay off the student debt, um, the stimulus checks certainly helped in kind of having those in the background. 
Um, and then we had a huge refund because when you get laid off, you tend to overpay on your taxes because, mm-hmm. you know, you expected more income than you were anticipating. Um, and then my wife also got like a, a nice, a big raise, right? Like around that time. So said, you know, hey, might as well give it some time. And she's been a, a huge support. So massive shout out to, to Annie and all the support she gives because without her, uh, I definitely wouldn't be able to do this, you know, nine to four every single weekday and, and hang with everyone. Yeah. I and mean, what was it like kind of that when you'd made that decision to think, right, I'm going to give Twitch a go and pretty much just jump in and go full time? Uh, it was, a, it was scary at first. I mean, I still think about it a lot. Like it still weighs heavily on my mind a lot of time about like what I need to do to keep growing and keep kind of building the community that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a lot scarier at the beginning because at the beginning when like nobody's watching you and it's like, Oh, like, like she would come home and I'd be like, I got, I got one follower today. It was like, <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't the best idea, um, <laughs> but now that things have kind of like, you know, we're, we're going up and up. Um, it's, it's less scary. It's, it's still, it still weighs on my mind, obviously, because it's like, okay, well, we still do want to continue our life. But luckily I do just kind of have to remind myself as most things, it's just like, you know, Hey, just take a deep breath, you know, kind of put it in perspective because I'm only, you know, 24. So, and, you know, I still have, you know, that's, that's still young. I mean, that's, I mean, most people would say that's very young. Uh, so I still have a lot of time left to do kind of whatever I want with my life. So this is something I want to take a chance at. So I might as well you know, give it my all and see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it, it, it definitely helps um, having a supportive partner as well. Cause I think anybody watching this, <laughs> if they went to their other half and said, right, I'm just going to give Twitch a go. Like I think mm-hmm. 90% of the partners would be kind of like, what <laughs> you want to sit in the house and play video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely, I mean, the fact that I had attempted it before kind of made it a little bit easier to understand. Mm -hmm. I would say uh, my parents and and even my grandparent uh, still don't quite understand kind of what it is, but it's just kind of the technology gap for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But with Annie, she she definitely understood that, you know, hey, I know this is something you really want to do. She knew I was miserable. Um, Our expenses are really low because, you know, we keep a tight budget around here. So now we're still saving up savings and and you know, that's the best part is just, I can give this a go. And we're not like eating through everything we've saved up so far. Yeah. It takes the pressure off a little bit, doesn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is she a, a gamer herself? Does she take an interest or is she very much going to do your thing? Um, she's, she's, she's never been quite uh, into video games. I mean, uh, a little while back, we bought a bunch of these Nancy Drew games that she used to play as a kid and they're fun. They're actually a lot more challenging than I ever thought they would be because some of the puzzles are just, insane i don't know how it's ever intended for children but i you know we play like you know wheel of fortune sometimes on the switch or you know she's never been you know, growing up that just wasn't what she was into she just never yeah. really had an interest in it but she you know gets why i'm interested in it and still supports it as a hobby just kind of like i support her hobbies as well brilliant um you've just hit 400 followers is that right yep we hit it yesterday which was a crazy to think how much we've grown in the past you know a month and a half that's amazing. So what now you've hit that milestone and it's not even just the followers as well. The viewers, you get a pretty consistent and, and they're, they're good numbers as well for such a short space of time. So what are your, your hopes or kind of your expectations now moving forward? Uh, I try not to set too large a goals. I, I think a, a common pitfall for a lot of people is 
you know, it's very easy because, you know, Twitch kind of dangles it like right in front of you and says like, oh, look, affiliate is, is such a huge thing. Uh, and it, it is, you know, unlocking channel points and getting a little bit more control over your channel. But then I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, what comes after affiliate? Okay, well, Twitch suggests partner, but partner is such a, a lofty goal having 75 average viewers, you know, when you have, you know, 75 followers isn't really realistic. So I've tried to avoid, you know, I, I keep an, an eye on it, you know, obviously, because 400 followers are, you know, 500 in the future is, is a big milestone. You know, I never yeah. thought I would you know, reach this point, but it's for me, it's more about just kind of making the best content that I can. I mean, obviously I want to grow. So, I, you know, it's like, was that a good stream? Was I proud of it? That's kind of what I want. I want to focus on. Um, that's why I don't, I don't focus too much on subs either because, you know, kind of like the, if they build it, they will come kind of thing. Like yeah. if the people like the content, you know, they'll sub, they'll, they'll donate, they'll do the things they want to do to support me. And so far that's been true. So I just kind of, set goals to, you know, make the last, next stream better than the last one, or, you know, try and think of new ideas of ways to engage the community or just kind of make it a better place for people to hang out and just kind of relax. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you said is, is absolutely right. I think once people hit affiliate, there's nothing like it's such a big gap. And I think that's why people, some people can get disheartened. I think I've been there myself. I'm kind of affiliates, very reachable. It, it takes mm -hmm. work, don't get me wrong, but it, it's reachable. Whereas that jumped apart, and it, it, I think that's where it kind of potentially loses some people in terms of this. What am I? What am I aiming for next? Yeah, um, absolutely. What's been the best thing about your Twitch experience so far? Uh it's it's probably going to be the most generic answer, but it's the people. You know, the vast amount of people that you get to meet and interact with let alone the people from around the world, you know, like Israel, the Netherlands, England, Spain, you know, Australia, all these different places that you get to, you know, kind of discuss and share experiences and kind of, you know, kind of erase borders for a little bit and just focus on one thing, which is just having fun and, and, you know, talking about whatever you want to talk. And then uh, I would probably say the second part is getting to meet kind of, you know, streamers, you know, whether it's you having this conversation or, you know, other people I've met just kind of doing stuff outside of Twitch or hopping into their channels and talking. And uh, it's something that I kind of missed um, back from, I would say the Xbox 360 online days where you'd hop in a game, you know, it was easy to just be like, Hey, how you doing? And it's like, you know, next thing you know, you play that, that person for like the next five years because yeah. it was just an easy to build relationship. It doesn't happen too much anymore, which is actually another reason why I started Twitch because I wanted more people to play online with and more people interact with without having to kind of like sift through like 90% of the garbage <laughs> that's out there now. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know you mentioned it being a generic answer, but I think it's probably the most, uh, the one most people would, would understand. Um, the amount of people I've played with since doing Twitch and things like that has, has grown massively. Like normally you'd have the same two or three people that you, you jump in games with. And now you're kind of like, yeah, I'll jump in Fortnite with this guy or I'll play something else with this guy. And I'm like, oh, all right, brilliant. Like, um, so no, I, I totally understand it. So yeah. you are in Florida right now. Is that where you, did you grow up in Florida or is that kind of a, a thing that's just happened more recently? No, I actually grew up in kind of uh, a little bit north of Chicago, kind of what we call the Chicagoland area, um, where you're usually like an hour outside of Chicago, but you know, it's not like the rest of Illinois, which is kind of just flat farmland. 
Um, but I moved down to Florida in uh, 2014 to attend college. Uh, it's the only university I applied to because I knew that was the one I wanted to go to. I got in. Uh, I wanted to live in Florida, so that was an easy stepping stone. And then once I moved down in 2014, besides going back for you know some holidays and stuff, I've been here since. So I suppose in August it'll have been about seven years now. I've been down here, so uh, approaching nice. you know at least a quarter. What college did you go to? I went to the University of Central Florida. Uh, it's actually one of the largest schools in the nation just because it has a massive campus. When you see the campus, it's kind of like its own little city. Uh, yeah. I highly recommend it. It's a great university, great you know, campus, great people. Um, you know, I didn't have a single bad really experience there. <laughs> yeah. What did you study? Uh, so I studied business management, um, kind of a more of a, a generic degree. Um, I knew that I didn't really have any passion for like engineering or like nursing or medical or anything like that. So business was always kind of something that appealed to me, kind of setting goals and climbing, you know, quote unquote, the corporate ladder. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was just a nice, you know, easy degree, you know, and kind of transition. I did want to originally work for Disney. Um, so that was going to be an easy degree to transfer that into. Uh, but it, you know, in my life. If I would go back, I would probably attend two years of community college first and then really think about what I had, what I wanted to do with my degree, uh, not only to save money, because I ended up with massive amounts of, you know, student loan debt, which luckily is mostly paid off now. Um, but that extra two years would have been nice to have just to think yeah. about what I wanted to do. <laughs> Definitely. So growing up back, um, so, uh, just outside Chicago, what were your interests? What would, um, what would little Noah be, be doing on a, a daily basis? Well, uh, my parents would probably say that I would spend most of my time playing video games at the point where I had to have it <laughs> limited at some point. Um, but uh, I actually had a lot of interest as a kid. There wasn't too much that I didn't like to do. Um, you know, we, we grew up pretty, you know, fairly well off. My dad's uh, an architect, usually, you know, builds or designs uh, houses for the more affluent and people in life. Yeah. Um, so he designed our house and uh, there was a pond. So I used to you know, like to fish a lot for uh, walleye and uh, basketball is like my favorite sport and just playing outside in the yard with the dogs and everything like that. So pretty simple. I bring lots of, you know, just kind of Legos and, and toys like that. I don't, wouldn't say I really had too many, like I wasn't like musically gifted or artistically gifted. So I wouldn't be like found like playing any instruments or, or <laughs> making any art or anything, just kind of typical, you know, some sports, some video games, you know, just some classic kid stuff. Yeah. So who's your basketball team? That's the thing. I have always preferred to, you know, I'll say this. Uh, I don't have much of a competitive spirit in me when it comes to, to physical sports. I love to play sports with people. I could care less if I beat them in sports. So when it comes to like watching sports, I'm like, the, I'm the worst. Like, I'm like, you know, I understand the sport completely. I get why people have big teams, but for me, it was like, you know, I picked the teams based on the colors or like at the time. But I mean, my brothers, I mean, they grew up, you know, in the Michael Jordan era of, mm -hmm. of basketballs in, in Chicago. So, I mean, if I had to pick a team, it'd probably be the Bulls. But I mean, I couldn't tell you a single Bulls player that's on there, <laughs> the, the 85 Bears and everything like that. So, I mean, it was a time when it was like Chicago sports was at an all time high. And it was just mm -hmm. I kind of missed that boat a little bit, just grew up a little bit too late. <laughs> Yeah, just slightly. Um, I know what you mean, though. I, and I think, um, especially for us in the UK, when it comes to American sports, unless you've got 
a link to a certain place or family in a certain place, you would often just kind of either pick a team because you like the city or you like the uniforms or whatever it might be. So mm-hmm. um, like my favorite city in the world is New York. So all of my American sports teams are New York based. So like the Knicks, <laughs> the Yankees, um, the Jets, they're not very good, but <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know what you mean. And, and um, but yeah, growing up just outside um, Chicago in the MJ, your favorite brothers must've been, must've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you played a lot of video games as a kid. What was the first game you remember playing? Uh, I can't remember the, well, the, the first game I think I, I ever played, which was the, I think it was on the, the first ever Game Boy. It was a big gray block of a, of a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was my dad's. And I think it was, I think it was Tetris. It was the first game I ever played, which and it had no really effect. I mean, it was like, whatever. Um, the first game that sticks out to me the most is uh, either Pokemon Yellow, which I've actually started picking up and playing during uh, another <laughs> streamer's streams, just because, you know, it's fun to play Pokemon alongside with someone. And then uh, I would say the biggest one was uh, Ocarina of Time for for Zelda was because it was like the first difficult game that I'd ever beaten as a kid. And it took ages and ages to beat, but it was it was such a blast of a time. Yeah, I remember those Game Boys with the green, the green screen and yep. <laughs> the, as like the, the pinky purple buttons. Yeah, they were they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the the game that, that changed everything for you? I mean, I think everybody kind of has that one game which you think that changed everything and that really kind of sucked me in and made me just want to play video games. What was that game for you? Uh, I would I would think it was probably when I first got my Xbox 360 and you know my brother had been playing at the Elder Scrolls Oblivion for a long time and that was, that was the game I wanted to go and buy and there was actually this package deal of uh, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion and then Bioshock because I think they were both games of the year at the time. Um, so I obviously was excited about Elder Scrolls, but I, I had never heard of Bioshock. I'd never, you know, discussed about Bioshock with anyone. So I popped that game in and that game is, you know, staring at the, my computer screens, my screensaver uh, is Rapture, but that game changed everything for me because it was like the first game that I was like genuinely enthralled with the story. I mean, the shooting mechanics and everything are, are fine, but it, the story and the world building and everything just felt so realistic and it was, you know, scary, but it was, you know, exciting. It was it's one of my favorite games of all time, just because it was like, God, this is what like a really good uh, game with a really great story can do. And, you know, then there's games that come like Mass Effect later that kind of, you know, enhance on that with even more decisions, and everything. But Bioshock, you know, holds a special place in my heart in terms of just being this amazing story, amazing world. And it just kind of creates that feeling of once it's over, it's like, oh, you know, just like you just feel a little empty inside. It's like, oh, I can't believe it's over. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly that. And you know playing it as well. And you're like, I really want to finish it. But there's part of me that doesn't, so I can always go back to it just in case. Um, no, I, I understand that. And so now kind of, um, so away from Twitch, mm-hmm. um, what do you do with your spare time? Uh, nowadays, usually the second end of my stream, you know, my wife comes home, so then you kind of greet her if we need to make anything. I do like to cook. I don't get to do it as often as I'd like, um, but usually I help, you know, for 
dinner. I have to make, you know, the biscuits, I have to make the gravy. I have to make the frittata. So that's what we're having um, tonight. So that's exciting. Um, last year, my parents got me uh, a bonsai kit. So I've been growing some bonsai trees. I, I wouldn't recommend growing them from seeds after doing like a little <laughs> bit of research after planting them. Everyone said, no, it's just don't grow bonsai trees. You're going to be growing trees for like five years before you can do anything, you know, bonsai related <laughs> with them. So, but I've been having fun because, you know, I, I never really, you know, I'm besides helping my dad in the yard and everything. I never really tried to grow anything. So that's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to learn Japanese. I've been horrible about sticking to it. And then usually, you know, there's lots of shows that I like, lots of, uh, I've started reading Lord of the Rings. So I kind of have a wide variety of interests and there's even more that I want to yeah. do, but you know, there's not enough time. I know at some point, you know, before I die, I definitely want to learn to play the piano. Um, just because it's something that I've always found interesting and it's probably my favorite instrument. So a lot of things I do. Yeah, that's a wide range. So playing sous chef to the wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody does that. And you go, can you just peel those potatoes? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> what's your, when you're in, in charge in the kitchen, what's your speciality? Uh I would say probably this meal that I'm making, this is like my favorite because it's like a really simple kind of Southern meal. And, and, you know, it's just like, you know, biscuits and white gravy, which I don't know if you guys are even familiar with white gravy over there, but no. um, it's just kind of, you know, flour and, and sausage and, and oil. So it's, it's, it's really simple to make, but it's just kind of like a really easy comfort food. Um, but besides that, you know, there's some, you know, some chicken recipes that I like to make. Uh, you know, everyone says that green bean casserole, because I make everything from scratch for, for Thanksgiving. They all love that. So they always make me make that for every year. Uh, <laughs> those are probably the, the big three. <laughs> That's brilliant. And learning Japanese as well. Well, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all the languages to choose, what made you pick Japanese? Um, it's always, uh, for me, what I've always found is, um, like to learn a language, you got to be really passionate about the culture. And I've always been kind of fascinated, mm-hmm. you know, going all the way back to kind of feudal Japan and even their culture nowadays is, is very interesting to me. I spent seven years in school, you know, from I think like sixth grade all the way up to a junior in high school, which would be 11th grade or something like that, um, being taught Spanish. But the, the culture had never really interested me. I never I mean, it would be incredibly yeah. useful because a lot of people do speak Spanish in the United States, but uh, it's just something that I wasn't passionate about. So none of it really stuck. So I figured if I was going to learn a language, I'd want to be interested in the culture. So then I could apply it. I do want to go to Japan someday. So I probably should get more on it than I am, but you know, that was kind of the intention behind <laughs> it that, you know, if I'm you know, going to learn a language, it might as well be something that not only do I want to use, but also, it, you know, there's more to it. I could find out more information about something that I already like. Yeah. Japan does look like such an amazing place to visit mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you mentioned this, there's some things kind of on the list that you want to do but haven't quite got around to. So what, what's top of the list? Top of the list uh, would probably be that, that learning piano, um, just because it's something that it's want to do since a kid. And we actually used to have a piano, so that was why I was like, oop, kind of missed that opportunity. Um, and then uh, <laughs> the next would be uh, scuba diving. Um Although that one's, you know, a little bit more of a challenge because, you know, obviously there's some physical capabilities behind it. Uh, not that I'm not like physically fit enough, but, you know, I do have to be, you know, taught that. And then uh, it, there's, there's some amount of danger in it because, you know, 
me personally, I do know kind of, cause I've had my, my eardrum burst underwater from, from diving too deep. And you know, the, the equilibrium and everything and everything gets all wonky and you yeah. know, almost drowning and everything. Um, but that, that's probably number two and three would just be, um, probably either getting to go to Europe or, or Asia. Um, because I've always wanted to go to England. I've always wanted to go to Italy and France and Spain and Germany and, you know, explore all those places because, uh, one thing that I've always kind of missed into living in the United States is, um, I don't find our history too interesting, uh, cause it's very small and very short, um, in terms of the grand scale of things where, you know, you guys over in Europe have, you know, thousands of years of history and, you know, ancient sites and everything that is are kind of very cool where, you know, you can go back to colonial times pretty much anywhere on the Eastern seaboard and kind of get a feel of what that life was like, but yeah. Europe, you can go, you know, medieval and even pre, pre that, and you know, just a lot more interesting stuff going on there. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, the way things are, things are going, you're going to have plenty of um, plenty of offers for being a tour, tour guide. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> all right. So to finish off, um, I've got, well, six questions. Um, so the first one is, who's your hero? Who, like, who do I look up to? Mm. Um, I would... Probably go with, uh, I would go with my, my oldest brother. He's, he's achieved a lot in his life in terms of, you know, he was a football player and he's actually in the college football hall of fame for, I can't remember the exact reward, but you know, it was kind of best. Like, I, I want to say he's like best all around, like well-rounded person. Cause it was like, he was good mm-hmm. at football, he was good grades, good out, like, in you know, like extracurricular activities and helping out the community and stuff. And his drive in terms of just like how much he's done and uh, you know, where he is in life is just kind of been like, wow, he's always been, you know, kind of, I guess it's maybe as like the fourth kid and like him being the first kid has always been like, you know, that's what I got to achieve. Like, that's what I got to go. So he kind of pushes me to go further because yeah, you know, he's, he's just my big brother. So I always look up to him. I mean, the college football hall of fame, <laughs> he set the bar pretty yeah, high. <laughs> when he got that, I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mom, dad, don't expect that. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Um, what is your biggest fear? Uh, biggest fear? Um, I guess it's always it kind of something that probably a lot of people struggle with, um, which is kind of that like imposter syndrome. And I had it a lot when I was in sales, um, even before kind of being laid off and everything. Where even now with with Twitch, it's like you know, am I actually good enough? Like do I actually deserve this? I mean, with sales, it was like, you know, people would tell me to do a good job and it's like, yeah, but I could be doing better. And in the Twitch, it's like, oh, people would be like, that's a great stream. I'm like, oh, it's, I love hanging out here. And it's, you know, it's like, you know, kind of that little voice in the back of your head. It's like, yeah, but are like, are they actually enjoying it? Or, you know, are they just here just to, you know, you know, pop in and that's it. Um, so I guess, you know, yeah. constantly having like trying to fight off that, that feeling that, you know, you don't deserve what you've gotten so far uh, and just mm-hmm. kind of living in, you know, self-denial the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get that a lot. It, it's you find on Twitch you, you second guess yourself a lot, and then it's kind of like, why are they here? Like, why are they watching me? Like, and it, it's mm-hmm. battling through that and, and justifying the good things that happen. So, yeah, I totally understand that. All right, so I think you might have answered this previously, but if money was no object, what would you do? If money was no object, I would probably, well. I was going to say travel because, you know, traveling thing, but if I, if money was no object, I would probably just buy, you know, you know, 
a decent sized house, not like anything. Cause I grew up with a big house. So I know that it's not really, it's all it's cracked up to be. It's a lot of work to keep it clean and everything. So just kind of a simple house and probably, you know, settle down and have a family and just kind of do this for the rest of my life. Cause if money wasn't an object, then, you know, I'd rather get started with the family and just enjoy life to the fullest than, you know, go out gallivanting yeah. across Europe and, and, you know, it's, it'd be <laughs> nice to do those things, you know, which we could do later with the family, but I'd rather just kind of settle down and, and start a family. Yeah. So is that on the horizon? Was uh, that not necessarily the near horizon? Yeah, it's, but... I would say it's, it's closer than it's ever been, you know, you know, maybe a couple of years out or yeah. something like that, <laughs> depending on how, what, what happens here and you know, what comes in the future. There's a lot of unknown <laughs> in these times. <laughs> brilliant um are you clean or messy uh, i'm very neat i've i've always been very neat especially compared to uh, my siblings not to say that they were messy but i've always kind of everything has its place <laughs> and if it's not in its place and it's you know that's you know i gotta go fix it and always made sure that apartments and home is very clean because i do all the cleaning uh so i do the dusting the vacuuming everything like that i'm very very sensitive about having a messy place <laughs> <laughs> Is your wife the same or is she just happy to kind of, I'll, I'll let uh, you do it. I mean, she's not going to you know, fight me to, to clean. So she knows that I, I like to keep it in place, um, <laughs> but she's not messy in any way. She's very neat as well. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so we've got two more. So one more, this, this next one is um, who's your celebrity crush? Ooh, celebrity crush. Um, I don't know. I, you know, male or female <laughs> or, or both or um uh geez i don't Entirely i mean the, the meme one always with with my wife is is ryan reynolds i think <laughs> uh, right i would say ryan reynolds female i don't really quite know i don't really think about it too often um i always thought olivia Wilde had really nice like eyes like the dark hair and the blue eyes is nice so i guess that would be probably like my, my generic answer i would don't really think about it off the top of my head <laughs> good choices ryan reynolds is a beautiful man though yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the last one i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit um you can have four people living or dead for dinner who would they be Ooh, four people um geez that's a that's a tough question um <laughs> uh I guess one would be because I'm reading Lord of the Rings right now. So just kind of going off instinct, I guess, Tolkien, I would be very interested to just kind of after learning about how he writes and how he kind of like wrote as if he was in that world, I'd be very curious to kind of gather up more and more details and kind of what his writing process was. Um, yeah, probably second one would be Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, mostly because I would want to stand next to him because people say I look a lot like him, but I don't see it. So <laughs> then I could be like, no, see the difference. Um, yes. uh, he just also seems like a great person. Um, three, uh, I suppose Julius Caesar would be just kind of an interesting person to talk to because, you know, it was mm -hmm. such a, like a massive time in history in terms of, you know, advancements and, you know, almost conquering the whole known world and everything and kind of all fall into pieces. Um, and then four, uh, I suppose, you know, what, the, what I'm just kind of going off what comes out, jumps at me, you know, Thomas Edison in terms of just, you know, being just an incredibly intelligent person at the time and, and having a lot of ideas. I know there's like that whole Nikola Tesla thing, but, uh, you know, when you see those kind of old timey photos and people 
you know, you sometimes forget that that was not that long ago. So I'd be curious to see kind of mm -hmm. what he thought of the, you know, where the future was going and, you know, where we are now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some brilliant choices there. And <laughs> I can hazard a guess. Very different from a lot of people <laughs> as well, but that would be one really in interesting dinner party. <laughs> like the, the Tolkien thing. I'd love to know where he gets his ideas from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Like <laughs> you watch the movies and you read the books and you're kind of like, how do people come up with this stuff? Like mm -hmm. amazing, amazing. Um, well, no offense. That has been amazing. I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, I feel I know you so much better. <laughs> um, and such an interesting guy. So thank you so much for joining. No, it was a pleasure. And I'm honored that you invited me on here. <laughs> Oh, anytime, anytime.